0: I think we're nearing the completion of this series, at least for now. Doesn't mean you completed everything; you just got to a place to unhook. And uh, we we need a variety of spiritual things in our in our diet, yes. spiritual diet. And so uh, the Lord will direct us to get on something because we we need that, or we need to hear it again, or. Uh, so that way you don't become spiritually anemic or deficient in something. And so uh, churches and pastors should not just preach on the same subject all the time. Because you'll need a, you need a variety uh, of uh, diet. And so we've been on this for some while. That We, we actually had a series that we're, we titled Faithful to Finish. And we were on that for weeks and weeks, and then it led into this series that's titled The Temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And so if you uh, if you didn't hear the previous series, I, I strongly recommend that you do, because this one now is built on that, and you can go to our, our website and, and go to the Word Supply. There's no charge, no cost for any of it. You can watch all of it, listen to all of it for free, no charge. And uh, uh, because this now we're, uh, we're nearing even the completion of this one. In 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians 6 and 13. Let's pray again over this. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask for utterance and ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts that can understand. We ask for answers and direction for right now. In Jesus' name, amen. First Corinthians 6.13 says, Meats for the belly, or that, that means food for the belly, and the belly for foods, but God shall destroy, that, that word King James, destroy, it could be translated, render, um, what was the word? Useless, both it and them. There's coming a time when digestion won't be Like it is now. Somebody should say thank you Lord. (laughs) Now the body is not for fornication. Now he had been talking about this since chapter 5. When the Spirit of God through him had corrected uh, the church. Because they had a lot of stuff going on sexually that wasn't right. And he reproved them and corrected them. And even told them to put some people out. Now, see, uh, uh, a lot of folks are so ignorant of the scriptures, they would think that's not love. Mm -hmm. But he warned about things spreading like yeast through the church. And so uh, it was not only love for the people they put out, it was love for the other people uh, to spare them from being influenced by it. But then also, the whole thing ended... Uh, on a high note, because if you read Second Corinthians, the guy they put out, he repented. Yeah. Amen. And he told them to restore him. So this is wonderful, huh? Yes. This is win-win. <laughs> yep. But uh, here he he's making the statement because they were of the opinion the, that because of grace and because they weren't under the law, that all things are permissible. All things are lawful, is what they kept saying, because we're not under the law. You basically anything you want to do, and so that's what they were doing. And he said no, and then so he sums it up here by saying uh, the body was not made for fornication That's sex outside a covenant—but the body was made for the Lord. Come on, everybody, say it out loud. My body body was made. for the, Lord. for the Lord. This is a revelation. Yeah. That even a lot of church going people don't have yet. My body. Matters. It matters what I do with it. Amen. That's what these passages are revealing. Uh, the body was, was not for fornication. But for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. Mm. Now this. If the Lord is for your body. Your body's going to make it. Amen. <laughs> Huh? Is that right? If the Lord is for your body, there's nothing he can't fix. I mean, he can replace uh, organs. Is that right? He can replace all your blood, all your bone marrow in the blink of an eye. He made it. He can do anything. And if God is for your body, your body can be sustained as long as you need it. Which is why this is built on the previous uh, series, which was faithful to finish. What we begin talking about is if you're going to go all the way and live a full life and run your whole race and complete your whole course, your body has to work long enough for you to finish. Amen. You got to stay in the body because if your body quits, your ministry down here is done. No matter where you were at in doing it, if your body won't breathe anymore, won't work anymore, won't function anymore, well, you can't be of service. And you can't continue in any kind of race or course. This thing has to work. Yes. Amen. Is that right? Yes. Well enough for you to complete your course. And so uh, he goes on to say, keep reading. He said, uh, verse uh, 14, and God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. This body has been bought and purchased by the Lord, and it is a permanent part of Christ. see, that sounds strange to some people because a lot of people say, oh, no, no, I'm looking forward to when I get my new body. (laughs) Well, your new body will be this one, glorified. It'll be this one. If it wasn't, there'd be no need to resurrect it. Right? If you're getting another body that has nothing to do with this one, you wouldn't need to raise this one from the dead. Just let it decay and it's done. But no, the reason he raises this one is because he bought it. Hallelujah. Yeah. And he paid for it. Yes. Thank you. And when he went to the cross, he didn't just go to the cross in spirit. That's right. He went spirit, soul, and body. Yeah. Didn't he? Yes. He offered up his body for us. Thanks. And in doing so, he redeemed our body. That's why it says by his stripes, yes. we are healed. Yes. So say it out loud. My body. My body. Is a permanent part, a
1: permanent part.
0: Of, Christ.
1: of Christ.
0: Now I know sometimes when you say that people think, "Oh, well, you know, I don't like this one so good. And I was looking forward to getting a, a new model. Well, <laughs> I assure you, when the glory gets through with this one, you will not be disappointed. And there will be no blemishes. There will be no deficiencies. There will be nothing that you could gripe and complain about. Your body will be, the scripture says, your body will be like Jesus' body is now. It'll be likened to his body. And so uh, I I think that's top
1: notch. Huh?
0: But if you understand, it will make you look at this one differently now. Because this is not just some old piece of junk we'll be glad to get rid of. That it doesn't matter what we do with it. And when it quits, good riddance. No. Somebody say no. 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 He goes on to say, verse 19, What? Don't you know your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Actually, the words in the spirit are just King James. It's not in the original text. Of course, that's true, but the emphasis here is not about your spirit, it's about your body. Glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body. Now, um, I've got so many things going here. Um, Go with me, if you would, to 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. 1 Timothy 4. We talked about last week. Anybody remember what we talked about last week? Or? Give you a little pop quiz here. Huh? Yeah, we gave four things about your body. Vessels of honor. Uh, and the Bible said. That we should possess our vessel. And that word possess has the idea of of control. And we are the custodians of the temple. We are the caretakers and the stewards of the house the Holy Spirit lives in. See, it got too quiet. (laughs) Is it true or not?
1: Yes.
0: Is it true that my body and your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit?
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Is that true or not?
1: Yes.
0: Well, then that makes me not the owner of the body, but the custodian, the caretaker of it. And what you will hear uh, yelled and screamed. Oftentimes people say, well it's my body, it's my body and I can do whatever I want with my body. well that indicates you're not a Christian that's right. you're not a believer or either if you are you're, you don't know what's going on. Did we just get through reading you are not your own. Yes. Is that in the scripture? Yes. you are not your own why? because you had lost yourself and the Lord redeemed or bought back, what was lost. Our body would have gone to hell. Not just our spirit. Our body as well. Now I don't have time to get into that but our whole being would have gone there, would have been lost. We would have lost our self, lost our soul, lost our body because the wages of sin is death. But Jesus Redeemed us. Bought us back. He didn't just buy our spirit. He bought our whole being. Including our body. But now, since He bought and paid for it, it's His. Whether you act like it or not, it's His. How many agree, if you buy something, if you pay for it, you got the deed to it, you own it free and clear, it's yours. Is that right? Yes. It's yours. Yes. And so we are the custodians of the Holy Spirit temple. Praise God. Now, the, you know, we got this building here. We got the building in uh, Sarasota. And it's a great building. And uh, we have teams. We have the clean team. We have uh, staff that, you know, uh, check and make sure the light bulbs are are working and and uh, if you need to replace this or replace that, and the grass needs to be cut, and I mean, how many understand? There's a lot of stuff yeah. that needs to be done on a regular basis. And don't you? How many would think, uh, as we, uh, people would say, it'd be a shame <laughs> to just let this place go yeah. and just let it get nasty? Yes. Is that right? Yes. And you go sit down in the seat, and the bottom just falls out, <laughs> huh? And so you're sitting there trying to hear the message and you're sitting around like this. <laughs> and the air conditioning broke six months ago. And nobody will fix it. Huh? Potholes in the parking lot that you could lose a cat in. <laughs> How many think that's okay? That's okay. Okay. But this is not the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's right. no. This building, yeah. we call it a sanctuary. But the scripture is very clear. God said, I don't live in buildings made by men's hands. He's too big. He's too great. You know where he chose to live? This is astounding. This is amazing. It's either true or it's not. My body is the temple... The Holy Sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on, put your hands on your body. Say it out loud. The Lord, this body. the Lord wanted this body. So he bought it and paid for it. So he it, and paid for it. After he made, it. After, he made it. After we lost it. After we lost it. He bought it back. He bought it back. Paid for it. Because he, he wanted it. Forever. 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 And my body... Is the, holy is the holy temple of the Holy Spirit, of the holy Spirit. And, I am and I am the caretaker of it.
1: The caretaker huh. of
0: it. Yeah. I'm the caretaker of the holy temple mm. of the Holy Spirit. Wow. <laughs> I didn't say you was a good one yeah. <laughs> or a bad one. But you are the caretaker, good or bad or indifferent of it. What other caretaker does it have? And how many bodies do you have? One and one only. <laughs> are you all okay? 1 Timothy chapter 4. You believing with me for utterance and Get the right thing in at the right time here. First uh, Timothy 4. He said the Spirit, verse 1, the Spirit speaks expressly. That in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. You can't depart from Branson if you never were in Branson. Hmm? Departing from the faith means you were in the faith. But you left. And something that the Lord has brought up to me. I, we, Phyllis and I have talked about it some. And just ever, ever so often the Lord will bring that verse up to me again. And you don't want to, you don't even want to believe it. But the word's right. The scripture said before the day of the Lord, there'd be a great falling away. Hmm? And that word means apostasy. A great falling away and departing the faith. You don't even want to believe that, but there's evidence of that. And you really see the devil's intent and purpose in COVID and the the pandemic and the shutdown and all that stuff. Yeah, he was able to kill a lot of people, but he had a lot of other things he wanted to do. And one of them is a lot of people quit going to church and haven't come back. And the problem is, they didn't just leave the church. They left the Lord. And many of them, because you just keep, you know, regressing. We call it backsliding. You just keep little by little regressing, regressing. And, and just until you go back completely back into the world. And this, the laxness and the... Um, a lack of diligence and lack of commitment is is obvious and there's a lot of folk they just can't be bothered to get up and go to church. they can't be bothered to, to read their Bible or, or pray or and uh, you wind up if you do that long enough you com- you can completely leave God and just go right back into the world completely. Somebody say not me, not me. by the grace of God. I refuse, I refuse to leave
1: God.
0: To leave God. I, refuse I refuse to depart from the faith.
1: To from
0: the faith. I, refuse I refuse to fall away. To fall away. You know, the opposite of falling away is drawing near. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And what the Lord say, he, he draw, if you draw near to him, yes. he will draw near to you. Yes, amen. Somebody say, I'm not falling away. I'm, falling away. I'm drawing near. Come on, say it again. I'm not falling away. I'm not, I'm away. not, leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm drawing near. I'm drawing, near. I'm, drawing closer. I'm drawing closer. Closer to God. So he says, uh, they'll depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats and... Uh, he goes on to say, but verse six, if you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you'll be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine whereunto you have attained. But refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself unto godliness. Everybody say exercise yourself. Now, don't get scared. (laughs) But we all believe the Bible. Is that right? Do we believe the Bible or do we not believe the Bible? The Bible said exercise yourself. Then he's going to mention two main areas to do it in. Mm -hmm. Exercise yourself unto godliness. Mm -hmm. For bodily exercise profits little. Now, that's the King James And it leaves the impression that it's not worth much. But that's not what he said. He's comparing it to godly development and exercise. Keep on reading. Godliness, or we'd say godly exercise is what he just mentioned, is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Whereas bodily exercise only profits for the life that now is. Can you see that? And so that it only profits for a little while. But it is profitable. A lot more profitable than watching six hours of TV. A lot more profitable than a lot of things. Do you believe it or not? Said out loud, exercise. Exercise is beneficial, it's beneficial. is profitable. It's profitable now he mentions exercising yourself in godly exercise godly praying in the spirit yes. is a spiritual exercise yes, is. is that right yes. worshiping god feeding on the word walking in love yes. being led by the spirit i mean the list goes on It's not just sitting in service, hearing messages, but doing it, putting it into practice. Acting on things spiritually is how you develop. There must be something besides just eating spiritually. You won't fully develop if all you do is eat messages. You have to do something. You have to act on You have to exercise. It's not a bad word. It's a Bible word. Come on, say it out loud. Exercise Exercise. is a Bible word. It's God's idea. (laughs) Exercise. (laughs) Um, uh, One version says, physical exercise is profitable for a short time. But godliness is profitable for everything, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Put up the amplified verse 7. 1 Timothy 4, 7. He said, uh, it says, train yourself toward godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit. Now see, uh, you could be in great shape physically and be in lousy shape spiritually. Or you could be in decent shape spiritually, but your body's not going to make it to finish your course. What does the Lord want us to do? Both. He wants us to exercise both. And He didn't say that bodily exercise wasn't profitable. It's profitable, it profits little in comparison to eternity. But it is profitable for now, it's beneficial for now. Verse 8 for physical training is of some value. Useful for a little, he's talking about for a little while. But godliness, spiritual training, is useful and of value in everything and in every way and holds promise for the present life and also the life which is to come. This saying is reliable and worthy of complete acceptance by everybody. So everybody should say, I accept it. It's right. right. (laughs) Huh? Go with me to Proverbs 18. We touched on this last Sunday. And I want to um, go a little further with it. We're talking about making it all the way. We're talking about running our entire race. And uh, finishing our course. Uh, The flesh by its fallen nature is lazy yours is mine is and you'll exercise uh, whether it's uh, physical or spiritual requires effort have you noticed that you got to get off the couch is that right and get to move it huh and what does your flesh want to do Huh?
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> used to be said that baseball was America's, what, favorite pastime? Yeah. America's, pastime. Um, America's what? Pastime. pastime or whatever. That's changed. <laughs> You know what America's favorite pastime now is? Watching TV and eating junk. That's America's favorite pastime. (laughs) And our bodies show it too.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: And you know, it shouldn't be a surprise that in the watching the TV, how many commercials about food do you see? Huh? Just every few minutes, it's going. You need to eat this. You should buy this. You should go get some of this. Eat, 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 and watch TV. Watch TV and eat. Eat, watch TV, eat. Eat or watch TV? Watch some more TV. And eat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: eat. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Exercise? Hmm. Your flesh would much rather watch T V and eat. Is that right? Much rather. Especially if you're watching spiritual programs.
1: Well
0: hey, I'm watching spiritual programs. (laughs) And let's get a snack. We're laughing, and you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want, but if you're not a good custodian, you won't make it your full term. You won't make it things you know, when you're 20 years old, you can get away with some stuff. But as the decades go by, things are accumulative and they begin to take a toll. And it's not, you don't take anybody's diet or anybody's exercise regimen and preach that because everybody's different Amen. but what you want to do is listen to whatever the Holy Spirit tells you yes. about how he wants his temple kept yes. Amen. right so that you're not just doing whatever you want to do or not do with your body you have a realization it's his temple yes. and I'm responsible to care for it in a way That pleases Him. Now this is a radical revelation that a lot of people will never receive. But if your body is really for the Lord and you take that stance, what's the other side of that? The Lord is for your body. Come on, can you see that? Because He is, you know what the, what the scripture said, I'm, I'm, uh, I know in whom I have believed and I'm fully persuaded He's able to keep That which I have committed. Oh come on. Do you hear that? He's not able to keep everything. But what you commit to his hand and care. He's able to keep. And when you say Lord. I accept my responsibility. And I say my body is not to just do whatever I want to do with. It's to serve you with. So how do you want it? How do you want it treated? How do you want it fed? How do you want it cared for? And you don't look to anybody else's book. Or preaching about what they think. I don't know if you heard that or not now. Don't you go and get anybody's book and try to make it a Bible on diet or exercise. Right. Because I'm telling you, some of the diets that were supposed to be so amazing and wonderful 20 years ago, guess what? They found out, uh-uh, don't do that. Right? right. And everybody's, uh, you know, systems and body are different. And so you got to find out uh, from the Holy Spirit Amen. what you're supposed to do what you should do. Amen. Follow the leadings of the Spirit. Amen. In Proverbs, the 18th, uh, excuse me, the, uh, yeah, the 18th chapter, verse 9, we mentioned this. We saw this. By nature, the flesh is lazy. He said, uh, he also that is slothful, that's another word for Lazy. Uh, It can also be translated uh, indolent, uh, which has the idea of shirking your responsibilities, and also the idea of idle, just doing nothing. He that's slothful in his work is brother to him that's a great waster. Look at the Amplified on this. I I quoted this to you last time, but I didn't tell you where it was, so... Uh, Amplified says, he who is loose and slack, see that's a definition of slothful. Loose and slack in his work is brother to him who is a destroyer. And he who does not use his endeavors to heal himself is brother to him who commits suicide. Sometimes what people call just letting nature take its course. It's just being lazy. Not being willing to fight. Hmm? Any kind of disease, any kind of deficiency, any kind of restriction, we are not just to accept that blemishing, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come on, are you with me? We're to believe our God, whose temple this is, is well able to do anything, change anything that needs to be changed. But I got to be willing to do my part. Yes, part of what we had talked about in, in last, uh, I guess it was two sessions ago, is how that uh, many people are praying instead of obeying. Ah. The Lord told them to do something, but they don't want to change, and so they are—they're trying to believe for a miracle instead of obeying what he told them to do that's not going to work and see it's not reasonable God made natural laws and even in their fallen condition he still made things to work a certain way and it's not reasonable for us to say no Lord I know you told me to stop that or you told me to start this but I don't want to do any of that I just want you to do a miracle I want you to suspend natural laws and and ignore my disobedience and take care of it for me. Many people in our circles are trying to do this. They're praying and confessing instead of obeying. And it comes back to uh, laziness. Don't raise your hand, but have you ever been lazy? Don't raise your hand. Just, just look around and go. Huh? Go to Proverbs. You're, you're already there in Proverbs. Uh, go to the um, 24th chapter. 24th chapter. I'll tell you what. Let me do it this way. I'll read another scripture to you while you're holding that one. Put up on the screen Romans twelve eleven. Yeah. Romans twelve eleven, And you're going to... Proverbs 24. Romans in the, is in the New Testament, right? It says, not slothful in business. In your business. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Philip's translation says, let us not allow slackness to spoil our work. Let's keep the fires of the spirit burning as we do our work for God. The Living Bible says, never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. Amen. Amen. I know Brother Hagin used to tell a story, uh, Brother Hagin Sr. who's in heaven now. And some of his stories, he'd just start telling them. And sometimes he wouldn't even explain what he meant by them. He'd just tell them and you think, hmm, that's interesting. And he'd tell about one this, and this goes back to, man, I don't know, the 30s, I guess. And he tells about two men whose business was in the um, uh, handle business. They they had hoe handles, axe handles in the community. They would they'd go buy them from this place, and they were green. And they'd come back and. They 'd sell them or finish them and what have you, and so these two guys had gone to their place and gotten them a wagon load. they had horses and wagon wagon load of uh, uh, hoe handles, axe handles shovel handles, wood handles and uh, uh, they they came back and, and because it was took so long you know and they, they got in late after dark and they were real tired, and they fell asleep and uh, uh it came a big storm and started raining, and one of the guys said, Hey, hey, it's raining outside. You know, those, those handles are green. Uh, we better go get them. And, and another guy said, No, let's just pray and ask God to, to, to keep them. You know, we're tired. He said, Okay, God, keep the, keep the handles. They dozed off back to sleep. Y'all are quiet. <laughs> well, uh, then, because they were so tired, they overslept, and it's late in the day when they finally woke up, and the sun had come out, and it's beaten down, and they went out there, and half of their handles are warped, warped. And then Brother Hagen would say, "Okay, let's do something else." And he'd go to.
1: <laughs>
0: What's the message in that? Well, you know, with them being so tired, it was interesting that they even woke up. And what's the first thought they had when they woke up? Go get the handles in. Is that not God helping you?
1: Yes.
0: Huh? Yes. But if you had it in your heart, we better go get those hoe handles. Now, i tell you what. Instead of obey it, let's pray. <laughs> Come on, can you see this? Let's pray. No, no, you should have went and got the handles put them inside but see the flesh is lazy and sometimes people try to cover or excuse the laziness by what they call being spiritual no instead of doing it instead of doing the work let's just believe for a miracle well now the key to miracles anybody remember that the key to miracles is what whatever the Lord says to you Pray about it. No. Huh? The first miracle that happened, you know, was the turning of the water into wine. And how did it happen? Jesus' mother turned to him and said, whatever he says to you, do it. And so did they have to do something? Yes. Huh? Oh, yeah, they did. He said, Jesus said, go fill the water pots with water. There was no hose you could just drop in it and turn the faucet on. <laughs> this is drawing buckets of water. These were big things. They held, I don't know, 30 gallons a piece or something. And I uh, said, so this is a lot of drawing and a lot of hauling yep. and sweating. Uh-huh. And you got a party going on that you're supposed to be taking care of and you're out here filling water pots. Why? Cause he said so. That's right. Is that right? Yes. Then after that, he says, okay, now take some out and go serve it. Did they have to do something? Yes. Yes. They were involved in the miracle. Their obedience was key to the miracle. Wasn't it? Key to the miracle. Did you find the uh, Proverbs? Well, you're ahead of me. Uh Twenty-four thirty, and I'm reading the NIV, and this is such a picture of this. Man, the Bible is just amazing. He said, "I went by the field of a sluggard. I mean, who wants to be known as a sluggard? <laughs> you know, yeah, Joe. You know, he's a good guy, but boy, he's a sluggard." <laughs> yeah Betty Sue she's okay but (laughs) slugger I went past the field of a slugger past the vineyard of someone who has no sense thorns had come up everywhere the ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins now let's just stop right here why How'd that happen? How'd that happen? Place grew up. Wall came apart. Who's supposed to be taking care of this? Is that right? Whose job is it to take care of this? Because they're not doing it. Right? They're goofing off. They're sleeping on the job. That's why they're called a sluggard. Thorns had come up everywhere ground was covered with weeds i mean how many think you know it wouldn't be right you'd see people shake their head if they drove by and go man that's a shame if this place was just grown up needed to be painted so bad and everything was rusted and doors were falling off their hinges and would you say yeah let's go to that church no because see that's indicative of other issues is that right? If somebody's letting all that go, that means the priorities are not right. Amen. Hadn't got time for the important things and are wasting time on something that's not important. Does this have anything to do with what we're talking about? Yes. Well, he's talking about the house. And see, this is our earthly house and it is the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. And we're not supposed to just let it go. Are we? Just, you know, well, let nature take its course. That's what he was doing, right? Let nature take its course. Weeds grow. Stuff happens. Walls fall. You know, everything gets old. No, no. Clean it up. Clean it up. Pull the weeds. Get the thorns out of there. Let's get that wall back up. I'm not getting much enthusiasm. Uh, Let's. let's, Huh? Verse 32. I applied my heart to what I observed, and I learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Poverty will come on you like a thief. Scarcity like an armed man. The complete Jewish Bible says. It's a quote. Verse 33. I'll just lie here a bit. And rest a little longer. I'll just fold my hands for a little more sleep. And he says. And poverty will come marching in on you. And scarcity will hit you like an invading soldier. Well that's Bible too. I said that's true too. No. A lot of times you won't feel like it. Many times. You will not feel like it. But it's good you don't walk by how you feel. You walk by faith. I said it's good. You don't walk by how you feel. Somebody needs to say that's right. That's right. That's right. I don't walk by sight. I don't live by how I feel. When it's time to get up and move, get her moving. Is that right? When it's time to clean up, clean up. When it's time to get dressed, get dressed. When it's time to take a walk, take a walk. Is that right? When it's time to sleep, get to sleep, but not too much. Is that right? Get up and hit it. Why? Because this life will very soon be over. Right? And I know of no reward for how many hours you sleep. Or how much you play. Or goof off. Huh? Or watch dumb TV. Right? Oh, I've done plenty of it. I'm not throwing any stones. <laughs> but who's the custodian of this? Are y'all with me or not? Who, who's the custodian? Listen to this. Go to the 26th chapter. Oh, my time's up here. Chapter 26. And thirteen. Well, everything considered, I think you took it pretty well today. <laughs> but is it Bible or not? Is it Bible? Uh, Proverbs twenty six, thirteen, the slothful man, there he is again. He says, There's a lion out there. There's a line in the streets. Another way of saying that, it's not safe to go out. uh uh-uh. No, did you hear? There's a line somewhere out there. 14. As a door turns on his hinges, so the slothful upon his bed. And of course, since it's an untended door, it'd be a squeaky door. Is that right? That's as much motion as they can get. Every few hours yeah, right. oh We need to get up and go. We need to get up and go. Oh no, haven't you heard? You watch the news? There's a lion out there somewhere. We can't be going out with lions out and about. What was it, the wizard of Oz? Lions, tigers. tigers, and bears, oh my. Ah, <laughs> uh-uh, can't go. <laughs> now look at the next verse though. The sluggard is wiser in his own accord, this is 16 verse 16, than seven men that can render a reason. What does that mean? The sluggard, see it starts out by saying, there's a lion out there. The, the slothful, the lazy, your flesh has a thousand excuses. Huh? And always will. And seven wise people could try to explain it to a sluggard and won't be able to get through. Because the sluggard has got an answer for everything. Huh? Just can't get to it. Sorry. You know, maybe next week we'll check on that. (laughs) Huh? But what's the problem? It's exactly what the devil wants you to do. If he can't get you to say you won't do it, he's got another position. Put it off. Is that right? Because he knows you don't know how short your time is. And if he can just get you to put it off, put it off, one day you'll look up and you're out of time. And it's never going to happen. And so the Lord knows this. He, This body. Yes, thank you, Lord. I'll do that. This body that God gave us. I started out talking about this and I want to end up talking about this. The psalmist said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. The Lord, for years now, every once in a while, He'd say, "Uh, My people don't appreciate their bodies. They don't, some of them even despise them. They don't value them. And that's why we've spent these weeks on this, is that shouldn't be. If the Lord thought enough of it to buy it, to pay for it, to get healing for it, is that right? And to have plans for it to be glorified and and be a part of Christ forever then shouldn't you show some respect for your own body shouldn't I show some respect we know they're not perfect they've been affected by sin and the curse but even in their fallen state they are astounding they are amazing man has never created anything like it and won't won't do it in your lifetime won't do it in this earth never You'll never see anything man-made as amazing as your body. Let me me read you just a couple. This this is a handful of things. Your body has over 100,000 miles of blood vessels. 100,000 miles. And when your heart beats, it gets blood through all of them. I mean, it gets to your feet like that. Just like that. Thousands of miles of vessels. Your tongue has eight thousand taste buds.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talk about sensitivity. And your stomach can dissolve metal. Wow. Wow. It can dissolve razor blades. Wow. It's so strong that the lining has to be replaced. Once a week. Your lining in your stomach replaces itself once a week or it would eat itself up. Your heart can beat up to 100,000 times in a day. 100,000 times. Your nose can detect up to 1 trillion different smells. And that's just what they know about. Take a sniff. This is an amazing piece of gear right here. It is. It is an astounding piece of gear. Your eyes can detect light of a single candle two miles away. Wow. The best camera in the world has like 200 megapixels. Your eyes would have like three times that. Nobody's ever created anything close to what an eye can do. Somebody say glory to God. God. You're hearing. And your brain can recognize what a sound is in five hundredths of a second. Not half a second five hundredths of a second you can hear it, process it know what it is that makes the fastest computer around look slow your eyes both of your eyes can flick in a direction to look on something in 50 milliseconds look and focus your bones are stronger than steel Every cubic inch of bone can bear 19,000 pounds. Forget, uh, carbon fiber. Titanium. God made something. I said, God made something. Your fingers are capable of feeling objects as small as 13 nanometers. A sheet of paper is a hundred thousand nanometers. Which you, the things you can detect, the fine things you can detect with your touch, and that's all in its current fallen state. Somebody say, "I'm thankful for my body. I'm thankful for
1: my body.
0: I couldn't have made it. I
1: couldn't make it.
0: No other human being could ever make it." I wouldn't have a life without it. Lord, I'm thankful. And I, I acknowledge it's not my own. You bought it. You paid for it.
1: And it is
0: the holy temple of the Holy Spirit. And I am the custodian and the caretaker of it. Stand up on your feet, everybody. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.